Welcome to Caskets and Cocktails, Memoirs of a Cemetery Dude. Get ready for a hilarious dive into the world of death care where cemetery industry veteran Mr. Danny and his daughter Katie will answer all those crazy questions you've been dying to ask. Go ahead and pour yourself a drink, pull up a rocking chair and get ready for some laughs because we guarantee caskets and cocktails will be the last ones to let you down. I'm Danny Faulkner. I'm her daddy. And welcome to Caskets and Cocktails. And boy, do we have an awesome show in store for you guys today. Do you know what we're going to talk about today, Daddy? I have no idea. We're going to talk about the everyday cemetery experience. How mundane. It is. You would think, but from the stories I think you're going to tell us today, I don't think it's going to be so mundane, huh? Well, it's, it's interesting. Well, okay, so when I go to work... Mm -hmm. I, I work from my house, so I just go to my basement and I look at spreadsheets basically all day. Oh, wow, I don't. That's that's like the excitement of my life. So I think yours are going to be a, a little bit more exciting than mine. Well, I think that people don't understand that the cemetery business is, in fact, a business. And we have to do a lot of... Actual business stuff, Actual huh? <laughs> business stuff and minutiae and, yeah. you know, things of that nature that... that make a, a burial happen that make all of these things take place. Yeah. Well, before we talk about that, I wanted to tell you, we are at a little over almost 1,400 downloads thus really? far. Really? Yes. Wow, so that's great. So we are really, really growing, and it's all because of you guys um, at home. So be sure to share um, Caskets and Cocktails with your friends and family like us on social media, share our post. We really, really want to grow our audience. And um, every time I feel like I share it with somebody, they get so excited and they're, they think it's really cool. But um, I was in a Facebook group and somebody sent me a note and she's in Australia uh -uh. And is a big fan, and she says she just loves our accents. And I said, <gasps> I said, Mr. Danny's gonna just flip. I said, I bet we would love her accent too, right? I, did, I didn't know I had an accent. You didn't know? No, oh, I, I do, I do. I, I did know. <laughs> but how cool is that? That's very cool. So we're doing our jobs, and now they're doing their jobs. Yeah. So y'all keep doing your job. Yeah, we just love it. It's been so much fun and we actually have gotten our first sponsor as well oh man it's called killer trace and yeah. it is so cool yeah um i can't wait they send out monthly cold cases to like, you what do you mean cold cases like detective cold cases oh wow like murder mysteries yes, and stuff absolutely but oh, so that's a lot cool. more interactive yeah. And so you get a box once a month, or you can have an online subscription where you do it online. Uh -huh. And then you get. Um, That's cool. Files and pictures and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, we are getting a box, actually. We'll be getting one soon. So, guys, we're going to post lots of pictures on social media of what the box looks like. What can contains in they it, don't that send, sort of thing. They don't send us a dead body. I hope not. Oh, I, I mean, okay. it'll be our first box. It, I would expect that would have been a really big box. Yeah, it would be a great Shipping big box. Shipping costs would have been expensive yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but um, stay tuned for more details. Again, it's called Killer Trace. And if you go out there and utilize the code CAC20, 
2018. So that's CAC 2018. We'll get a little bit of credit um, for, for you guys listening, and it just helps support the show. So we really appreciate you taking a minute out of your day to do that. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. I really think that's neat. It's really cool. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, I'll win. You'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> so for you guys at home, if you don't know, Mr. Danny and I are pretty competitive. But to be honest with you, the most competitive person in this family is mom. Yes, your for mama. For sure. For she sure. Is, without a doubt, the most competitive person I've ever seen. So I have a feeling she might get this box and steal it and take it home with you guys, and she'll be up till 2 o'clock in the morning just to just oh, she, to beat us. Oh, she'll cheat. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Hey, you want to hear a joke? Always. Well, it's not really a joke. It's okay. just when uh, I'm at a cocktail party or something and somebody says, what do you do for a living? And I'll say, well, I'm in the cemetery business. Uh-huh. And, and then uh, they go, <gasps> they go, yeah, they do generally. And I say, yeah, my business is going in the hole every day. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Danny and Katie. My name is Morella, and I have two questions. First, when did you notice cremation become more popular? And second, do you have to go into work every day? Thank you. Ooh, Morella, those were two really good questions. Yeah, that's uh, interesting questions, Morella. Thank you so much for calling in. I feel sometimes we get so used to getting like crazy weird questions that we kind of forget about like normal questions like that yeah uh i don't know why um god uh let me be born so good looking instead of rich (laughs) (laughs) so i do have to go to work every day yeah Uh, yeah you know if if you could get a million of your closest friends to start listening to this podcast, maybe I wouldn't go into work every day. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Hey, me neither. <laughs> then hey, I wouldn't have a show, right? Yeah, it, that's true. That's true. But hey, you know what? I was thinking about the the going into work every day question. Yeah. Um, when we were little kids, and what, like you guys had that maroon van, yeah, van with the wood panel on yeah, the side. I remember? Listen, it saved Chrysler. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, that was like the jam back then. Uh, but we would be riding in that van, and I remember we'd drive by the funeral home, and if the lights were on and people were there, like me and Daniel, my brother guys, we would cheer and clap and we'd get so excited. Yeah. And I'm like, looking back on that, that is so weird <laughs> for something for kids to get excited well, about. They're like, there's a body in there. Woo! <laughs> yeah, well, you knew your dad made, made a paycheck that week. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people, uh, first of all, let's take the first question uh, about cremation. Cremation has really gone crazy in the last 15 years, 20 years. Uh, 20 years ago, the national cremation rate was around 40%. Now the national cremation rate's over 60%. 
California's like 90%. Florida's like 90%. Um, and it's getting more and more and more uh, acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Pope came out about eight years ago or nine years ago and said it was okay for Catholics to be cremated. Uh, and they're like, it's on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're going, all right. <laughs> but uh, it, it's the way we move and we're moving around the country more and more and more. We're not staying put in one location. Uh, you know, when you're talking to older folks especially, and uh, they say, well, this next week we're going out to see my daughter in Seattle. And uh, then uh, this summer we're going to go see my son in Utah. And kids have moved all over the country because they, they have to jobs. Yeah, yeah. You know, they graduate college and they get a job. And the next thing you know, they move to Philadelphia. And, uh, yeah. And uh, their wife gets shot. Uh, oh my gosh! No, I was just kidding. Wow. I was that, kidding. That about went it. dark really quick. <laughs> no, I was just kidding about that. Uh, but they're, they're, they people just move all over the country. They're not, there's no uh, home, right? You know, right? Uh, like there used to be, uh, and uh, traditions are changing. You know, traditional uh, casketed burial uh, is. Uh, not on the wane, but it, there are still going to be traditional casketed burials. Right. Uh, but cremation is coming on strong. So one of the things that I always find like super interesting, and even when we were at, at, as kids going to all the different big industry events, and I think it's kind of weird. A lot of people don't know that it's such a huge industry that you guys have – conventions and shows and all sorts of big events just like any other industry does and so in the summertime as kids we would travel around we would go to all the different cemeteries and conventions with you guys and um one of the cool things was always kind of seeing the booths and everything that they could do with cremations like they can turn you into diamonds they can like shoot you on a rocket into the space. They can do all sorts of, like, crazy weird stuff with your remains. Have you ever had somebody come in and be, like, asked to do something really funky and weird well, with their you know, cremation? There's so much more options of things you can do with cremation. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we've put people – there's a company in Florida that makes artificial reefs out of the cremation, they put them in concrete. And Are they you make, saying a reef like that you hang on the door? No, a reef like fish. Oh, you know, make, like underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, uh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. People are, like, save, if you're a big scuba diver or save something? Save the planet, I guess. I don't oh. know. But, uh, so you just want to, like, slowly be eaten by fish? Well, no, they're in concrete. Oh. <laughs> they're in concrete. And I don't know, hell, barnacles or something yeah. growing. I don't, I don't know what a reef is made out of. But uh, slowly You're but not surely. You're an oceanographer. You're no, a cemetery guy. Bingo. I, nobody's ever mistaken me for Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of options. What we have found more recently with people that do 
that. Uh-huh. Make a diamond out of mama or, uh-huh. or uh, make art glass out of it. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, or make a reef out of her or put her in a in a pot and grow a tree out of her. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's all kinds of options. But they say, well, you know, we put her in, in a pot and uh, grew a tree out of her and she's planted in Vermont. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they live in the South. Yeah. Well, they can't go see mama. Yeah. So we've had people come in and buy a memorial uh-huh. to place in the cemetery for their mama uh-huh. because they can't go up there and visit. So yeah. they need a place to go and remember. Okay. Because cemetery is not about dead people. Uh-huh. Cemetery is about a place to go and remember. Oh, I never even really thought about yeah. that, but that's so true. I mean, the, I guess the dead people don't really care. No, they don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care. Funerals aren't for dead people. Funerals right. are for living people. Uh-huh, just to remember. Cemeteries are for people to come and remember. They uh-huh. remember mama. They remember their little brother. They remember their daddy. They they never did know their granddaddy because he died before they were born, but they can point and say, there he is right there. Right, right. And they remember all the stories that were told about uh-huh. him. So that's, it's a depository of memories is what it is. That's cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. So anyway, that, it doesn't matter if you're cremated or if you have ground burial. Yeah. You need to have a place to go and remember. And remember. That's a good that's So a good that's tip. the whole point of that whole uh, yeah. tirade. I loved it. Morella, oh, I think that you. was a really good question. Way to now, go, Morella. Question about kind of like your everyday day-to-day. Yeah. So, like I, I gave an example of going to my office. Yeah. I love my job. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love my job. I love what I do. Uh-huh. But it... I don't have any like crazy stories about what I do every day. What's what's the well, weirdest thing that's happened to you? Like you've gone in expecting a normal work day, and you find I don't know, like it, well, something strange happens. What's kind of the weirdest? Well, thing? Uh, it's kind of it's weird and it's kind of funny. We had a cemetery and we built we remodeled the cemetery office and it was right beside. Uh, creek stream river kind of i remember that yeah cemetery yeah and uh it went down a bank to this river and uh so we remodeled the inside of it and we had these like cubicles you know Uh back then it was a state-of-the-art you know Uh gray and it was really really hip yeah that looks like to be in the 80s and but anyway, I hired this kid and uh, t- as a salesperson, and I say kid, he was like 23 years old, but uh-huh. to me, that was a kid. And uh, I was always, always, always looking for money. Uh-huh. So I was on the phone, calling banks, begging bankers, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, trying to get money for whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. I was, I was, I'm a You're real, a hustler. Well, I guess. But I, I think that I had to be a hustler because I was such a poor businessman. <laughs> but uh, no. anyway, I was I was sitting there talking the phone, trying to talking to a banker, and this kid come rushing into my office. Uh huh. He says, "Come here, come here, come here, quick, come here, quick!" And I put my hand over the phone. This was back when you had actual telephones. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, I said, shut up, man. I'm all talking to the bank. He said, I don't give a damn. Come on, come on. No. And I said, listen, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. 
I'll call you back. So I hung up, and I was muttering. I bet you were. I bet you were. And this kid takes off running in front of me back to his kind of cubicle. It was right at the front door. Uh Uh-huh. And he's he's jumping up and down. I mean, this kid is scared to death. Really? Yeah. And uh, he was just jumping up and down. He's going, come come quick, come quick, come quick. So uh, I came around the corner. And uh, there's the biggest snake I'd ever seen in my life. Oh my God. <laughs> it was on his desk. No, it no. was on his desk. Oh my God! And it was so big, the coloring was distorted in such a way I really couldn't tell what kind of snake it oh was. Oh my God! So I'm thinking I would have I would have just dropped dead right then. Well, that's kind of what I thought was about to happen, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, all snakes, it doesn't matter what kind of snake they are, mm-hmm. all snakes, when they're scared, they shake their tail, okay? And they oh. shake their tail because they're wanting whoever's after them to, to get- see their tail and go after and bite their tail, and then they get away, okay? Oh. This kid happened to dip snuff. Oh, no. So he had a can of snuff on his desk. And this thing starts rattle, shaking its tail, and it's hitting that thing. Um, and I, I thought it was a rattlesnake. Oh, my God. And I thought it was the biggest rattlesnake in the world. What? And it was the... <laughs> And I, I was thinking, oh, hell, what do I do now? Oh, my God. I would and, have a heart attack. And I, I looked down at his tail, and I saw what was happening. Uh-huh. I, the kid had a ruler on his desk, so I got a ruler, and I mashed the snake's head down and <gasps> got behind the head and picked it up. And the snake was well over seven feet long. You, no, yeah. stop it. Oh, stop it. it. That's taller than me. Uh, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, it's a big that's, snake. That's like it, having... It was as big Shaquille as... Shaquille O'Neal laying on your desk. <laughs> exactly. <or> he <laughs> was as big as my forearm. Oh, God. He was a huge snake. Oh, my God. And uh, I figured out after looking at him that he was a rat snake. Uh, and evidently, I mean, he... I, I think you were probably relieved. I think I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> I was very relieved when I figured that out. And and evidently, he had been really, really doing his job. Oh, getting the rats. Yeah, yeah getting the rats. He was, and so stay, he was so big and fat and yeah. everything. And uh, so I thought it would be neat to bring the snake home to let you kids play with it. I remember this now. Yeah. <laughs> I put it in a box and I brought it home. Yes. And uh, you kind of were a little skittish of it, and but you held it. And we took pictures of you holding did it. Did you bring it to s- school? I did. I, I think and I remember Daniel that. played with it, and uh, so we, we put it in a box, uh-huh. and taped it up, and uh, I put it in the car the next day, and I was going to bring it to y'all's school. Daniel's show and tell. Uh huh. So I thought that he, all the kids would right, like that. Right, right. So I'm going down the road, and uh, I happen to look down, and this snake is down around my feet. <gasps> it got it out of the box? got out of the box. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, so I had to kind of push his head around because, you know, they'll bite. And you're driving. Yeah, I'm driving. I mean, and what, a snake that size would like. 
Uh, oh, bite your foot off. He'll bite the tar out of you. Their bite hurts, but it's yeah. not deadly or poisonous or anything oh. like that. So, uh, I mean, anyway. It, it's not going to make your day better. No, 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 it's not. No. So, uh, I grab this snake and I'm holding it. While you're driving? While I'm driving. Oh, my God. I pull into the school. Well, the snake had gotten up. The rest of the snake that I wasn't holding uh-huh. had gotten up and wrapped itself around all the innards of my seat. Oh, no. It was you know, all tangled up? Yeah, it was all tangled up. And so uh, I opened the car and got out holding his head and was pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling. And finally, uh-huh. I pulled him loose from the seat and I pulled him straight up just as two ladies walked out oh of my the gosh. schoolhouse and they saw this huge snake and they started screaming, oh, good God. And they I took off you. running. So I was able to retrieve the box, put the snake back in the box, took it in, uh, sh- showed Daniel's class, and Daniel got to hold it from his uh-huh. class. And then I took it to your class. Uh-huh. I think you may have been third grade I, uh, it was or like something. Like second or third grade. I do remember and, uh, this giant snake. I, now. I handed it to you, and you you were the coolest kid in school because uh-huh. you got to hold the snake uh-huh. and the bravest little girl. I mean, I was the coolest kid in school oh. because I was. The Just, coolest kid in yeah, school. Yeah, not really, not really. <laughs> the snake helped a lot. <laughs> so I, uh, I packaged the snake back up. Uh huh. And uh, the next day was Saturday. Uh huh. So I told Daniel we needed to go take the snake back to where he lived uh-huh. to let him go. To the cemetery. Yeah. To the de- to the guy's desk. If you just no. laid it out there on the desk <laughs> on Monday morning, he's like, I'm back. No, <laughs> so he, uh, anyway, the next morning we got up and Daniel was upset because we had to let the snake right. go, but he wanted to play with it a little bit right. more. And he played with it for like two days. Uh-huh. And this snake was exhausted. Yeah. It was just like pulling a rope, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know the snake was going, uh, if I wasn't so exhausted, I'd bite this little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd choke him to death and swallow him yeah. or something. But uh, anyway, so he pulled the snake along, and uh, finally I said, let him go, son, let him go. So he dropped him, and uh, we watched the snake for a little bit. And finally, the snake kind of crawled off. It's like, I'm the, free! Yeah, it's like, I can, I, I, can, I can barely make it. <laughs> and so he goes off into the woods to eat another rat, hopefully. Uh-huh. But stuff like that uh, kind of uh, pops up occasionally. You know, your day-to-day in and out of a day, uh, there's always interesting things. Uh-huh. Uh, not quite as interesting as as the snake or the yeah. hot air balloon or you know stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But there's always interesting stuff, yeah. and there's always interesting people out in the cemetery asking odd questions. And, and we, we want to hear your odd questions that you guys have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have any odd questions, please feel free. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
So my new thing is going to be checking my desk every day to make sure I don't have a snake hidden somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not on my bucket list of things to to see in my life is a giant well, snake on my desk. Yeah, and, but they get in, and I don't know how they get in. Well, that's not helping me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> don't wake up beside yeah. one. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, nightmares for days. <laughs> Um, so we got an awesome email that I think really kind of fits in with our theme. It's Kimberly from Maine, uh-huh. and she is a part of the Cemetery Association in Maine. She also is a researcher of old cemeteries and gravestones. She sounds very interesting. Well, I thought that nobody died in Maine. I thought they were too healthy and tough. I know. Maine is like full of healthy people. Uh, yeah, and I, tough people. Yeah. I mean, lobstermen and yeah. lumbermen and yeah. just really tough people yeah it's like a, a, I a thought they state for, full of immortals yeah <laughs> yeah they make a move when they turn 130 yeah <laughs> well apparently not because uh, kimberly is yeah, a part yeah, of the yeah, cemetery yeah. association yeah. there and she wants to know what um do you ever do to prevent vandalism have you ever had any vandalism in the sure. cemetery it kind of goes along with that day-to-day operations mm. and it's something that most people don't really think about that's true. I, I mean, uh, most commercial cemeteries and and most city cemeteries are all fenced mm-hmm. and gated. But if somebody wants in, they're gonna get in. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the new num- the number of vandalism cases that we have had, mm-hmm. uh, specifically on markers. Right. Where somebody scratched something in on right. a marker, uh, or somebody spray painted a marker, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, some color green or red yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, or done something to a grave. Uh-huh. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's a family member. What? Yeah, it's a family member. You are kidding me? No. Uh-uh. What in the world? Uh, you know, they, they didn't just... get what they should have gotten from inheritance. Uh, they never did like that guy to begin with. Uh, she was not a very good mother. Uh, uh-huh. You know, just on and on. And they, and uh, that is crazy. We replaced a bronze marker. It was quite expensive, but we had we replaced it uh-huh. because there was some real obscenities carved in it. Oh my! And uh, the the lady mama uh-huh. was upset. It was her son's right. marker, and uh, she came to us. Oh, shortly after we put the new marker down, it had happened again. And I said, "Ma'am, this is not a random va- va- vandalism." I yeah. said, "This is somebody your son knew. You need to check out with his friends mm-hmm. what's going on." And she did. She called, and it was his one of his ex girlfriends. Oh my God! She he must have done a number on her, oh, man. man. I mean, yeah. to be, still be holding that big of a grudge. Yeah, after, after he died. After he died, yeah. man. Yeah, she was pissed. Yeah, she doesn't sound like a peach. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, But, I mean, vandalism occurs, and and if they want to do something, they're going to. Wow. Uh, There's nothing to prevent it Uh uh, because because it is a public place. People have to be available. Right. uh, Because it... uh, 
Also, services, many religions, mm -hmm. they have to have it open to right. access oh, and everything. that's true, yeah. So, you know, all you can do is the best you can do and, yeah. and uh, try to button it up at night. If you can't, then you always run the risk of vandalism. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that. Oh, gosh. That's a, that's a good one right there. Um, I think that is going to be what we wrap up with today. Oh, one thing I forgot to tell you. We have a Twitter account, guys. We got a what? Twitter account. Oh, we could talk to Trump now. I know we could. Yeah. He's, he hits cray-cray on there. Uh, he is. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's not, just Twitter him up. Yeah, let's make I wonder if he would. I wonder if on one of his little like, uh, news things he could, like, mention us oh that'd be cool i better yeah. i bet our listenership would go up or, or down, down. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know which way it would go yeah. depends on who's uh, who he's insulting yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but we do have a twitter account it's called Ca we are at casket in cocktail no plural at the end. It had to be short. So, guys, go out. I've posted on some social media accounts. And we actually ran a competition. Uh -huh. And it was to see who our first Twitter follower would be. Uh -huh. And it is Fry Gay the 13th. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. They are awesome. It's they, a podcast? It's a podcast. Oh, and wonderful. And they're LGBTQ, which uh -huh. we love our LGBTQ community. Yeah. Now, if you remember... Uh, there was a lady in that community that wanted to adopt me. That's true. Yeah, yeah she did. And I said she could have you. Yeah, you did? You <laughs> didn't did. tell me that part. I mean, it was your expensive liquor bill. That's really oh, the only part. She said she was going to kick in on that. But we love our LGBTQ listeners, and their podcast is awesome. I mean, oh, yeah? I really have enjoyed it. Um, I, I hadn't heard of them before they started to be our first follower on Twitter. Uh, and I've listened to probably five or six shows. And so they that's talk cool. a lot about different horror movies, and different movies in general. Uh, uh -huh. And they just have a really good time. It's a great episode. And so... We wanted to end today with their promo and give them a little bit of love since they believed in us and became our first Twitter followers. All right, first Twitter followers. Yeah. So dun, you, da, da, dun. Dun, da, da, da. So, guys, again, thank you so much. Um, as a quick reminder, be sure to go out and check out Killer Trace. It is so cool. You guys are going to love it. And follow us on social media because I'm going to be posting a ton of pictures when our box comes in. And hopefully, there's not a big, giant dead body in it. Yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> really. Should I talk about Wednesday? Oh, my gosh, yes. Tell them what's happening. We are so excited. No, you tell them. You tell them. Oh, my gosh. So, we got booked to be on Jim Harold's campfire. I cannot wait. We're recording with Jim on um, Wednesday night. He's got like 30 billion people listen to him. If you guys don't listen to any of Jim Harold's podcasts, you should. He has a true crime one. He's got um, paranormal ones. And we're going to be on the paranormal one telling a couple of spooky stories that I think you guys are just going to love. Um, you probably, I mean, I don't know how they would know this, but Mr. Dan 
nanny and my mom lived in a super haunted house. Yeah, like, we did. Super haunted. And so he's going to tell some crazy stories, and it's going to be so fun. We don't know when it's going to air yet. Oh, okay. It's not live. But okay. I, was, I couldn't believe that we got on the show. I know. We're going to do that Wednesday at 9. Wednesday at PM. 9 p.m. So yeah. we'll be sure to keep you guys posted. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. I, I literally like fangirled out a little bit because <laughs> I got the email. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because his shows are great and they're super spooky. So check those out too. So two awesome plugs for some great podcasts. So show Friday the 13th, A Little Love. Show Jim Harold's podcast, A Little Love. And be sure to check out uh, Killer Trace um, with code CAC2018. 2018. And guys, we so appreciate your time today. And remember, we'll, we'll be, be the, the last ones to let you down. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Producer Michael, oh, hi. Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Get slayed.